Hey, fitness geeks, Jay here. We have a very special episode for you today in honor of Black History Month. The Fitness Geek Collective proudly presents the legend of Rolly Miles, CFL Hall of Fame player, Grey Cup champion, 1954, 55, and 56, voted one of the CFL's top 50 players of all time, coach and an educator, and most importantly, grandfather to my amazing co-host, Deanne. Today, we sit down with Sean, Deanne, and her mom, Monica, to discuss the legend of Rolly Miles. This podcast is produced with the support of DB Audio, Visual, and Electric. DBAV, home of the man cave. Check out dbav.ca for more details. Fitness geeks, assemble. This episode starts right now. As of course everyone knows, February is Black History Month. And I was asking to the group, is like, it would be really great if we could do something for Black History Month. And Deanne mentions to me and says, Well, why don't we do a profile spotlight on my grandfather? I said, Well, who's your grandfather? <laughs> and it says Rolly Miles. And I'm like, okay. And I Google and I go, Oh, absolutely. We have to do that. <laughs> I was like, as the first thing I see is a is a is a park sign in Edmonton, which is which is because I swear I've been to that field before. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to let kind of uh, Deanne because we're joined very special guest uh, Monica Deanne's mom, and they're going to uh, be here and kind of talk about Rolly Miles and kind of the history behind that. And I'm super excited to get started. So Deanne, I'm going to let you take the floor. All right. Well, thanks, Jay, and thanks for. Um... Yeah, because it was you that brought that up, that you wanted to do something uh, special for Black History Month. And for the listeners, obviously, you know, I'm Black because my grandpa, Rolly Miles. So, yeah, that really, that was really nice. So thank you so much for that. So, yeah, we have my mom on with us today. Um, Hello. <laughs> yeah, my mom, Monica. So, yeah, I chatted with her and I'm like, do you want to, I want, we want to do a special thing for grandpa. And at first I was like, well, I'll just do it. But I'm like, hang on a second. No, my mom could totally do that. That's, that's her dad. So yeah, mom. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. For me. Yeah, it is early for you. I know when I told, she's like, oh, oh, like in the morning. Like, yeah, yeah. It's morning. (laughs) But you look fabulous. I know everyone can't see you, but she's wearing my grandpa's um, Edmonton Eskimo, now Edmonton Football Club. Who knows what the name's going to be now? But uh-huh. she's wearing his jersey and looks fantabulous. So, thank welcome. you. Thank so you very tell much. Us a little bit, tell us a little bit about grandpa, about Rolly Miles and his story and how you ended up in Edmonton. Okay, well, I'll take it back to my father was born in Washington, D.C., and uh, he was the 10th child of 13, and um, he went to, he went on to study at St. Augustine's College in Raleigh, North Carolina, on a full athletic scholarship. He was very athletic in track and field, uh, football, basketball but baseball was his number one love and he was um, on a farm team playing in Saskatchewan uh, from North Carolina if you can believe it (laughs) and someone saw him running I guess when they were playing baseball 
and convinced him to try out for the Edmonton Eskimos. So he finally thought, oh, okay, I'll do this. And then, of course, he was snatched right up and started playing for the Eskimos. Uh, He played with them for 11 years. His first season with the Eskimos was in 1951, which was the year I was born. And uh, what was interesting about that is, you know how if there's American football players on a team, they will usually go home at the break. So in November, they had home to be with their families at Thanksgiving. And so my parents did that. My mother was pregnant with me. She already had two children and she went in labor on the airplane. (laughs) So they had to land the plane. And I was ended up being born in a Swedish hospital in Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> we know no one in Minneapolis, but uh, they said if I had been born on the plane, I would have had a free airline pass for the rest of my life. But that didn't happen. <laughs> so that's just a little tidbit in there. And so they finally, after they had me, my parents were quite... Um, intelligent they both got two or three degrees and they decided to stay here and teach in Edmonton so the first three children are American and the we there's seven of us and the last four are all Canadian so they started teaching started working with the Edmonton Catholic School Board and went on to become the superintendent of physical physical education for Edmonton Catholic Schools and in his career, he played four great cups, I believe, four or five. But it was he won, five. I think he had oh, five. five. Yeah. And he, but he won three of them. And um, he was, I'm just going to read this. He mm-hmm. was voted All Star, Western All Star, eight times as a running back, defensive back, and a linebacker. And it's quite funny because my dad was not that big. No, he was not. He was only five foot eleven, maybe, if that. Mm-hmm. And he, he wasn't. A, he was. He was a. He wasn't a bulky big guy. Yeah, so Sean asked how much he. What do you think he weighed? Oh, he probably weighed. Hmm, I would say one eighty-five ish. Yeah, at the most linebacker. Yes, and most outstanding linebacker, which is pretty funny. I think that's pretty funny. And he was, he could play both offense and defense very well. And there was one really big game that he's noted for where he was playing offense. He was a running back now. They used to call them halfbacks. So he was a running back. And then they flipped him in the game and he became defense. He was playing. (laughs) Both. But he got Both. to play a lot of football every game then. Is what yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. And he was probably exhausted after every game. Mm-hmm. He did. And so they yeah. won three Grey Cups. And another interesting thing about the Grey Cups, back then, they never had Grey Cup rings until he won 54, 55, 56. They, they won those three years in a row. And 56 was the first time they issued a Grey Cup ring. So we still have the Great Cup ring. Um, so what did they get in 54 and 55? I don't think anything. I think they just like 
Woohoo, you won the great. I don't, really? wow. I don't remember anything, no. Wow. And then he was nominated to the uh, Football Hall of Fame, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in um, Hamilton. And that was in 1980, I believe, because I remember we went and um, Jesse was just a baby. So mm-hmm. that's how I know that would, that's Whoa. what year it was. And uh, yeah, it was. He was really like in Edmonton, a superstar. He mm-hmm. would have been like Gretzky, you know, yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, just reading about reading about Roly here, I, I noticed, and this was another another one of the accolades here, but it's a huge one. In to, was it two thousand and six? He was voted mm-hmm. one of the top fifty players in the CFL. Yeah, and we have a, I have huge. a book that has all that in it. Yeah, he was. They said he was like, uh, was it Bo Jackson that played baseball and football? He was like him, like compared to the Canadian version of Bo Jackson. Uh Yeah, Yeah. that kind of a player. And so now uh, the fact that he was African-American and then we, of course, were living in Edmonton, which was not Mm African-American at all. It was interesting the way I grew up versus the way my husband grew up in just a normal African-American family and his experiences with racism and all of that. We had celebrity, so it was different. You know, like if people saw my dad or saw us with our dad, well, that's really Miles' kids, really Miles' family. The really, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you weren't, uh, you weren't a victim so much of racism. My husband's is completely a different experience, completely. And um, although my parents told me when they first moved, they had a house in Sherbrooke, Alberta, Sherbrooke, Edmonton. Uh, we went there, Deanne, when Grandma passed yeah. away that yeah. first house. And they came home to a cross burning on their lawn in the early 50s. So somebody had erected a cross and, you know, yeah, in Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know the neighborhood. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. I know. And I think it was around the same time there was immigration um, happening in Amber Valley, where Deanne's father's from. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they had offered land to freed slaves in the States. And then so many, I, I don't know if they thought nobody would come here because it's so cold, yeah. but these people had a chance for freedom and a, a place to live and, you know, their own homesteads. So they came up, there was a very large community in Amber Valley. It's a black community. Um, Canada is just making a stamp about them right now. And when they realized how many people were immigrating, there was a newspaper front page that said no more dark spots in Alberta. Oh, wow. And that's around the time the cross was on my mom and dad's lawn. Yeah. Because they just didn't want any more black people coming. Like, you know. But yeah, we've had enough. No more. Yeah. We didn't think we'd get this many. And we yeah. didn't want any more. But that's what the front page says. No more. Or it's something about dark spot on Alberta. No, no they, quick question for you, Monica. Because I, I don't know. I don't have the information here. Um, 
Well, Hold someone's stop. Down there. <laughs> Come here. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just curious. How many? How many of uh, Rolly's teammates were African American? Um, what I can think of: Johnny Bright, uh, Art Walker. Uh, there was the the Asian man. Oh, Normie Kwong. He Norma was Kwong. The, the, uh, Lieutenant yeah, Lieutenant Governor of Alberta, I think he was. Well, I'm pretty yeah. sure Normie Kwong's jersey's retired too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they yeah. were the first four on the wall in Edmonton, you know, the wall around the stadium. Mm -hmm. It was my dad, Johnny Bright, Jackie Parker, Normie Kwong, those four. And those yeah. were the families that we were friends with. Those were our family friends, they were like family to us. Like we're still very, very close to the Bright family and the Parkers to this day. Uh, the Walker, the Walkers too, but they moved back to the U.S. But um, I can't think of anybody else on the team that was black yeah. or a person of color. So I think it was Art Walker, Johnny Bright, and Rolly Mills were the main. Yes, and the rest, of course, were were, were white. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the laws were about imports with American players at that time. I'm not sure what the laws were, you know. Right. So um, my father went on to have that park that you mentioned named after him, the Rolly Mills Athletic Fields, which used to be the old Skona track meet. Mm -hmm. So that's named after him. And there's still pictures of him downtown. Yeah, by the... Um... By the museum or the city hall or something. I have a funny, I have a funny story about the park. So uh I used to play soccer, like in a women's soccer league. So we would play all over the city. And I remember this one girl, she's like, Yeah, our next game is at the Raleigh Miles Park. And I'm like, no, no, it's Raleigh Miles. She's like, nope, it's Raleigh Miles, it's right by Skona. And I'm like, no, I know for a fact it's Rolly Miles. And I'm like, oh, I got to throw out the card. God, I'm like, yeah, so it's Rolly Miles. And that's my grandpa. So I know exactly. <laughs> I was at the naming of that park. So you, think you know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. yeah I'm like, yeah. so it's Rolly Miles Athletic Park. And she's like, oh, 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 sorry. And I'm like, I wasn't going to go there, but I'm like, hey, bitch, it's not Rolly. <laughs> it's Rolly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you gotta throw out the card. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I gotta throw out my grandpa's famous card because I know. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny because she thought she knew. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and those pictures are, I think they're outside the Citadel or. Um, I can see it. It's outside the. Um, what's the art, one that's the art gallery? Oh, is it? I think no, it's yeah. inside the art gallery, like right if you walk down and there was like just a big um, picture on him on the side of the wall. <laughs> a huge picture of him. And it's funny, the grandkids, they call him football grandpa. They they feel like they know him. Yeah. Oh, I saw football grandpa on the wall downtown. I saw football grandpa, you know, yeah. which is kind of really neat that he lives on through them. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because he really never... And then his brother. Oh, right. Yeah. Another very interesting thing uh, with the Super Bowl having just played his brother, Leo. So it was my dad, then Leo, then they had a sister and then Leo. He was the very first African-American referee of the Super Bowl. Leo Miles. So that's kind of a, a neat, you know, fun fact. Fun fact. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the sports kind of went through their family, especially mm-hmm. the boys in the family. Yeah. 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 And I had no idea your your family was so famous. I know. I'm famous. <laughs> I'm I'm somebody, Jay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Determination Training. Founded by Deanne McIntyre, she has a passion for working with kids, teens, adults, and whoever wants to see themselves transform into the best version of themselves. Deanne teaches you how to dig deep to find the inner athlete that we all have inside. She teaches from basic to advanced fundamental movements to help you be a stronger version of yourself. Contact her at determinationtraining at gmail.com or determination underscore training on Instagram. Let 2021 be the beginning of a better and healthier you. So what else would you like to know? Um, I'm kind of curious also with, uh, with um, did, did your father ever talk about the work that he did with the physical education program in the Catholic school? So he was a superintendent Yes, um, he is, did. Is there some things that, that he did in, in that program? That he's yes, he did. He, he would, um, back in those days, I don't know if they still do that now in schools, but the superintendent would have to visit every school to make sure that the phys ed teachers were following the correct curriculum for whatever they were teaching at the time. And he was always the head uh, starter at the city final track meets. And um, Another fun fact, he <laughs> disqualified me in the truck meet. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. It was in a relay. And um, the first, I think I was the anchor and the first runner uh, jumped the gun. Mm. And I'm like, I walked up to my dad, you disqualified me. And of course, he didn't talk to me. He didn't see just like, I'm doing my job. Don't act like, you know. Yeah, so I don't think I spoke to him for a few days. So he disqualified <laughs> your your team. Yes, from that the six finals. Oh, yeah. That is funny. No, it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so he used to take us along. He he taught at St. Joe's High School for oh so many years. St. Joe's, you know, we're on 107th or 11th. He taught there for years, and I think they named the gym after him. I'm all sure they did. Um, so we used to go with him there a lot, and so we used to, you know, play on the trampolines and do everything. He would always coach us as well. Whatever sport we were doing, I chose to run track and also throw the discus because I wanted to get the time off school the track time at school. So you don't have to be at school if you're going to the track meet, right? So right. I thought nobody's throwing discs, none of the girls. So I'll do that. So of course he'd take me out to the park every night and show me the proper I did not care about throwing the discus, but I learned the proper way yeah. to throw the discus. And he was funny with us. He was always, always keeping us on our toes about reflexes and mm-hmm. you know there were seven kids and he at dinner time he would just call your name and say think fast and he'd throw a plate throw a cup throw whatever and you needed to catch it and we did catch it because we knew <sighs> well it was- we had sorry we adapted that in our house now 
that will just say athletic. And so you hear that and you just have to like turn because you know, something's being thrown at you. Yeah, exactly. The boys do it all the time. Like mommy athletic. I'm like, yep, yep. Where are you coming from? Yeah. So it's, it's, and we never dropped anything. That's why I can't get over how we just tuned into that. Like he was always kind of in a training mode, you know, like, well, with me and my track, like he was my biggest fan. Like, like I remember being out because they had their, um, my grandparents had a cabin in Alberta Beach and we'd go out there every summer. And I think it was before I was super nervous for, I think it might've been the nationals. Was it mom? I can't remember. And we were training on the yes. sand. And he would take me out every single morning and, and he helped me. Cause I know I've talked about it before with like my head and my mental space. He would help me so much with that. And yeah, I have so many awesome memories of him training me and running down the gravel roads at Alberta beach. And yeah, like he, he was yeah, like, he, he just was like, I think a natural born teacher and coach mm-hmm. as well as an athlete. Yep. And, and he did teach, but he, um, he, I think that was his biggest strength was this coaching thing. Mm-hmm. Even when Jesse, my youngest, was two, two and a half, and he would stand on the floor and literally jump from the floor to the bench in the kitchen. You know, those benches that go around the kitchen. Yeah. And my dad, dad's like, are you guys not looking, seeing this? And we're like, what? He's two, he's jumping. Yeah. <laughs> And he said his strength in his back of his reflexes, you have to do something with this child. He's a natural born jumper. And he ended up being a world-class high jumper. So, you know, um, I don't know how he could see that, but he also had that uh, ability to do that with, with kids that he taught at school. And a lot of times, even to this day, people will come up to me and say, your dad taught me at St. Joe's. You have no idea how much um, confidence and encouragement he gave me throughout life, not just teaching me phys ed mm-hmm. or teaching me whatever, just helping them through life. And I just think that was his, that's a part of him people don't realize that was one of his strengths Mm -hmm. and he was just a calm like he was very quiet like yeah he was but then still stern like yeah I was still kind of scared of him but (laughs) but super just kind and quiet and stern like yeah so many great memories of him So, so Monica would you say that he was harder on you kids as a coach or the coach coach versus dad was there a switch (laughs) I think it was harder on my brothers because there was that expectation, not from him, but from coaches that you're Rolly Miles' son. Mm. So, you know, you, you better come out here and show us, you know, they, they just expected so much from them that they, none of them ended up playing football. My, my one brother Rolly did for a while, but they could have, but they just, the mental thing, you know, when there's so much pressure expected of you. Yeah. You just kind of back away from it. And know? Uncle Merritt, he coaches football. Yes. For the um, yeah. Yeah. minor football league in Edmonton, my brother. Yeah. And he loves it. He loves coaching it, but they never played. Yeah. 
you know? So that was interesting. So for the girls, not so much. No, because... No, but he he seemed to... I think your question was, I cut you off, Jay, was, was he harder on us than he was on the grandkids? And No, on other kids. Oh, on other kids. Yeah, like... He was like, the same. Like student... Students compared to his children. The same. Oh, we were, and we weren't treated any better. We were the, <laughs> exactly the same. Hence the disqualification. Right. <laughs> Dan, we were, was, that's what I was curious. That was what I was curious on if there was a different, you know, he was coaching someone else's kids versus coaching you guys. If there was a, if there was a big difference, we've seen some, I've heard of some parents are just way harder on their kids and some of them are the opposite. Right. So I was just mm-hmm. curious. I think you feel like he's being harder on you because in your heart, you think that's my dad. Yeah. 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 He should be nicer to me, but no, he was fair. Whatever was the rules were the rules and that's it. I have a question for Deanne. Oh oh, yeah. Based on sort of in the same line of thought. And I'm just curious. I know obviously Deanne that you were very high up in athletics and sprinting. And did you carry that weight with you too? Of the name? No. No, I didn't because no one really, cause my last name, like no one really knew, like they knew, but they didn't know. So I, but I never, no, ne- no, never. No, that you said that. That's funny. I, that never, ever crossed my mind. Cause she was Lipscomb. Yeah. Cause so. I had a different last name, but okay, even if right. someone knew, like when I went to the Rolly Miles field for trial or whatever, like I, I didn't know, I did not carry that on at all. No. The reason why I ask that is because I, you know, growing up playing hockey, just like your husband Brody and, you know, Kier and all those guys. Yeah. Every now and then you'd hear about somebody on the other team or somebody you were trying out with and they were so-and-so's, they were related to so-and-so, right? Mm-hmm. And again, not always having the same last name. I'm just curious because you, you were talking about the generation before having to carry that. Right. Like, yeah. Did that pass along? Yeah. No, I never... And maybe, maybe if I asked the same question to my brothers, it would be different. Maybe yeah. because I'm a girl, like I never, I never, no, I never did think, no, I didn't. You no. know, what's interesting about that question too, because yeah, Curtis and Jesse and Deanne were all Lipscomb, but they made a name for themselves, which was kind of funny because they, they go, oh, so you must be Deanne Lipscomb's mom. Oh, she's the one that's really fat, you know. They started to make their own name. And then out of that, some of the stories that were run, it was always the backstory of my dad. Mm-hmm. These are the grandchildren of Rooley Miles and da-da-da-da-da, you know? And well, it's interesting. Like, it's interesting. On the Wikipedia for Rooley Miles, it actually mentions your brother, Deanne, as the actor. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. How cool yeah, is yeah. that? So learn even more about your family by studying and looking at your, your grandfather's story. So it's yeah, just so- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they and, and we never want, for Richard and I, we never wanted our kids to be cocky or to ever use that card as, mm-hmm. you know, your grandpa's really well. No, you are you. And yeah, I had to use it that one time when she kept calling it wrong. Yes. The Raleigh Miles Field. Like, no. <laughs> but yeah, did, you just, and my dad was that way too. He would not want us going around saying, no, oh, we're Raleigh Miles kids. Like, oh, no, he would, he would have been upset with us if we, yeah, I think so too. That. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, have another, I have another question for, for both of you, actually. 
Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the, the, the Edmonton football club or Edmonton Eskimos as they formerly were known on their name change. I mean, we're talking, we're talking about black history month and obviously the name changes because they're now it's not derogatory towards African-American, but it's still a derogatory term for another racial group. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Well, for me, I don't, you can, a rose is still a rose, no matter what you call it. It still smells like a rose. It still is mm-hmm. a rose. So I don't care what you call the football club. It doesn't take away any of the accomplishments that the team or the players have had in the past. Mm-hmm. They're still Edmonton football players and they've still made their mark and achieved their achievements. And so I'm I'm glad that they are racially aware, and if yeah, me too. the name offends someone, then change it. Yeah, you and know? there's so many like I've seen on the news, like the old, the old, old, old fans are like, "Well, I'm not getting my my uh, season tickets," and blah blah blah. This is not, it's not real. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, and exactly. Like, the same things have changed from the '50s to now. Mm-hmm. So you have to just kind of go with the times. Like yep. it, it's not okay. And there's so many teams that are starting to change like the red blacks in Ottawa. Like there's there it's time. So exactly. yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. And like you said, mom, it's, it's not taken away from what it is. Like it's still the same team just with a different name. Like, like you're not stripping the team of all of the great cups they've won or no. the great players they've had on the team. None of that. You're just changing one word. Yeah, exactly. You're not, cha- you're not changing the legacy. No, no, no. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know why people get so up in arms about, uh, unless they have like jerseys that still say Eskimos, you know, things like you that. Know what? You, you probably, probably want to buy new stuff. I don't know. But you probably you still could wear that jersey. You know what I mean? Like you could yeah. still go to the, even though it, like you, if you wanted to, you could still wear, but it's just a name. It's like, I went from Lipscomb to McIntyre. I'm still Deanne. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I didn't change who I am. I just have a different name. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It, so, it, it, go ahead. I'm just glad that they are, becoming more aware and a little bit more sensitive to mm. and, and just because it doesn't affect you personally it affects someone and, mm-hmm. and that's part of the problem like we all should be aware of what offends someone else even if it doesn't affect us you know well, like, even what Deanne said about you know that argument that you know some of these idiot callers into radio stations and stuff will make yes. about I won't go to the games anymore why is this about you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that person. You're a crusty like, old white dude. No one, no one's making fun of you. Just relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And nobody cares if you go or not. So you exactly, know, exactly. Like, that don't up. go if you're not going to go. Like, yeah. Whatever. Now I got to be careful saying crusty old white dude because 50, 50 years old is in sight now. So I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> so, you're, all, you're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's definitely there. It's 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 on the horizon. Well, it's um, a baby as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that that pretty much a good place to kind of wrap this up. That was um, that was a great, great story. And talking about even talking about the Eskimo, like the Edmonton Eskimos and the Edmonton Football Club now, 
as what a great legacy. I think um, your your grandfather Deanne left a great legacy, and mm-hmm. it's really good that we could we could hear his story and and hear about all the little cool details and the stories, all everything behind that. So, Monica, thanks so much. For well, joining. thank you for having me. I really uh, appreciate it. Sharing. I know Dad would love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sharing the story, and um, yeah, that was great. So, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Mom, for coming on. I'll call you later. Okay. (laughs) It was a pleasure meeting you. You too. Bye-bye. You want to get a hold of us here on the podcast? You can reach us at Instagram at The Fitness Geek Collective or the Facebook page at The Fitness Geek Collective.